0: in a land far far away not really two brave souls unite unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films or at least somewhat watchable join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics the film bros this product is rated b for badass All right, what's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and unfortunately, me and JB's schedule just did not align in a way that allowed for both of us uh, to be here, unfortunately, for the recording this week. But, fret not, you will hear from JB um, throughout this episode. But before we get into it, um, into the episode prop, we're going to be going over our top three um, picks for a movie of the year. But before we get into that, um, first thing that I want to jump into off the top is the Super Bowl uh, commercials. And so we got a lot of not really announcements. We knew most of these movies were coming. We got a lot of first looks at some upcoming movies this year. So um, we did see the new Mission Impossible. um, I'm sorry, the new uh, Top Gun trailer, which I I really don't know. (sighs) I'm always with these sequels that come years and years later, I just really I'm never really hopeful for them. I don't really go in with a with high expectations. But I mean, look, I didn't go into high expectations with Bad Boys Three and then look how that turned out. So that turned out really good. Um I it it it, it, it has a chance. Like it's, cinematically, like there's nothing that looked wrong in this trailer at all. Um, but just you know, it it's I don't know, I just feel weird about all these sequels that come uh so far later down the road. But um, more important than that, um, not not more important, but the thing that really stood out to me is that, that Marvel, like, we got this little sizzle reel with Marvel it was really for Disney Plus, and so it was our first time actually seeing what this WandaVision show was going to look like, and it was it was very quick, quick glimpses at at the show. But a, I love the fact that um, it, it really they're really putting um, like it looks like a movie budget behind it, like it looks doesn't look like like a low budget version of what we were seeing in the MCU. So yeah, it it, it looks. Like the same way that you expect these characters and and the whole vibe of the MCU to look like from the movies, which is good. And I know it's Disney Plus; it's exclusive. Everybody was expecting it to look just like the movies and really be no difference in visuals there. But you just you just never know. Anytime these things are adapted from the big screen to the smaller screen, there's always a chance, right? That. Um, they may not look the exact same, so um, I was really, really great, uh, happy to see. We even got to see her in her um, more traditional um, Marvel uh, outfit from the comics, um, and it seems like this thing's going to be really trippy. It seems like it's it's going to be kind of out there, um, just looking at what they did, so like a flash from black and white to her being like one of the, uh, a, a stay-at-home mom from like Leave it to Beaver. Uh, to this look at the superhero. And then we also got like a look at uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we got to see Falcon throwing the shield and it, like like being stuck in a tree. Um, I think that the shield, like this thing is really going to be um all about holding up that legacy of Captain America. And what does that look like for Sam Wilson? And I, for one, I, 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 that's probably one I'm most excited for because we're getting Baron Zemo back. Um, Winter Soldier who, you know, in his in the Winter Soldier film, he was used very great, uh, Civil War 2, and then kind of after then, we really, in, in the Avengers movies that he popped up in, we really didn't get to see much of him, so um, really looking forward to see what, what can come of, of this series as a whole, Um, how the Winter Soldier, and, and what their new status quo is going to be like without having Steve Rogers around. Um so yeah, and you know we're getting US Agent in this as well played by Kurt Russell's son um who yeah, it's 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 a lot of great stuff. And then one of the things that we got very last from this is we got a glimpse of Loki from the Loki series. And he's in like I don't want to describe it as like this prison outfit, but that's kind of what it looked it it's weird. Um but I'm I'm glad to see we're getting some glimpses finally from Disney Plus. One of the things that I think Disney Plus Failed at with their launch is they didn't have a lot of their exclusives ready. I get it, you know the Disney Vault is it, it's nostalgic for all of us. We love having, especially like people like me who have kids, we love being able to see um see a lot of these classic movies that weren't available on Netflix or Hulu. And all that. And it, it's great in that sense. But really, the we haven't had many originals come to Disney Plus or Disney Plus exclusives. We had Lady and the Tramp. We've had um, Mandalorian, uh, like the, the a couple of other like live action things and also the Forky thing from uh, Toy Story. But really like major exclusives that will draw people in or be the reason why people want to subscribe to Disney Plus. Or maybe Disney just has a different outlook on why people want to subscribe to Disney Plus. Maybe Disney thinks that, you know, our our originals are going to be really why people want to subscribe to us uh, in in this every every month. And, you know, everything else is just a bonus to that. Um, But, you know, I mean, we've kind of been spoiled with Netflix and, uh, and originals there. But hopefully Disney realizes like going forward, they need to have more of a consistent stream of originals. And I'm not just saying Marvel like they own so much. Um, I hope that they do another s- series set in the star Wars universe, um, live action. And then, you know, we're getting, um, the clone wars and everything there, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I look at my Disney plus subscription and yeah, my kids get a lot out of it and I, it's more, and for me, it's more of an anticipation of what's to come more than what's there. Um, for me and, and my subscription dollars, but Hey, they, they, they got me, um, <laughs> they got me subscribed at this point And I don't think I could cancel it because my kids will go crazy if I cancel Disney Plus. But uh, one of the other things that I want to get into before we get into our actual respective list of what we want to see win for the best picture. Um, I think this uh, we we, we know these award shows become often a place when they do their speeches for uh, it to be some type of, you know, social issues or justice or topics to come up. And we we expect that from this point. Um, And I know people who don't like it. Some people who want to say, I just want to be able to tune in to these award shows and just watch. I don't want to be hit over the head with a bunch of social justice warrior things. But um, to come off that is that Joaquin Phoenix who really is just I, I love all the, I just love Joaquin Phoenix and what you know yeah we made fun of him being kind of crazy and seeming high uh when he when he made the one award speech um but he 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 won award at the British Academy Film Awards and he had this speech about um his his black counterpart part, counterparts in acting and how they don't get their just due and you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play it for you here and then uh I'll come back and talk about it afterwards.
1: Uh, I feel very honored and privileged uh, to be here tonight. Baptists have always been very supportive of of my career and I'm deeply appreciative. But I have to say that I also feel um, conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have that same privilege. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color That you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending to people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. Um, I don't think anybody wants a a handout or preferential treatment although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation, because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive. Uh, But I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural. I think that um, we have to really do the the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. I I think that it is the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Thank you.
0: So, yeah, that was the words from Joaquin Phoenix himself. And I, you know, this is going to probably be played all over the place and retweeted uh, everywhere uh, that you see. But it really is powerful to him to, to sit there and acknowledge his own privilege and how he's benefited from it and to say that he wants to see more inclusive sets. And that's really what it's all about, regardless if you feel like, you know, what what side that you fall on with this is that everyone should be treated equally everyone should be granted the same opportunities. And, you know, I I I hats off to him for for using his time and uh platform to really speak on something that clearly was on his heart. So, uh but what do you guys think about it? Do you think like these award shows are times for stuff like that? Do you want to see actors do more outside of of these um these award shows and really use day-to-day for opportunity. Um and I think I uh, Ultimately, like all these speeches are great. It's great when people do it, but we need to see action. So if you're going to be someone who screams exclusivity um, or inclusivity and everyone needs to be included and in everything, then I need to see more. I I, I, and I don't know. We don't know what happens. But as much as we do get on social media now, we don't know everything that happens behind the scenes. And it could be more people are saying or turning down jobs if they don't see Uh, that there is more inclusion. So um, just hats off. I wanted to use this time to definitely point that out and the fact that he made that speech as well. But let's go ahead and get into what we came here to do today. And that's for me to talk about, for us to talk about our top three um, films that we think are going to go for uh, the best picture. And so my number three, the one that I really hope gets some notice here is once upon a time in hollywood i'm a huge tarantino fan um tarantino is just uh, amazing to me um uh i i like more tarantino films that i don't like and i even think a lot of tarantino films for me um well not a lot but some of them i may not appreciate the first time i see them but then the second time definitely like it's sometimes some of the stuff i have to sit with for a little while like i The hateful eight I, I did not really enjoy the movie the first time I watched it. I, well, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I was just like, oh, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's it's okay. But then I went back in the second time. When you get some of the nuances and, and stuff that he does in some of his movies, um I I, I I pretty much like almost every Tarantino movie. So um that's definitely my number three. I just think that, you know, when you look at all the awards that Brad Pitt is winning, he's basically winning everything he's nominated for. Um and the just just the acting yeah they, they he changed history and that's this is a this is film so i don't i don't have as much problem with that in in the story in the movie but i think that just the performances in the, in this film from top to freaking bottom um and
2: the direction would definitely get my pick but
0: enough for me we're gonna go ahead we're gonna hear from jb and hear his number three let's get into jb's now
2: What's going on, film family? It is your boy, the prodigal one, JB. And as you just heard CEO Hayes say, this episode is all about the Oscars best film of the year. We're doing the top three that we're rooting for. So let's get right into it. For my number three, it's a movie by one of my currently one of my favorite directors, and that's Quentin Tarantino. Of course, I'm talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is an amazing movie. Great cast Dakota Fanning, Brad Pitt, and of course, Mr. LDC himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, This movie was done really, really well. We saw Quentin Tarantino do some of his best stuff he's ever done. Uh, The writing, everything about this movie, the direction, it was all good. Uh, You know, right now we're in the middle of award season, and we see Once Upon a Time winning all these awards. Quentin Tarantino is absolutely cleaning up. Of course, Brad Pitt is winning every single time there's an award for supporting role He's winning each and every time, regardless if it's the SAGs, Golden Globes, whatever it is. Of course, Leo's getting snubbed as usual, but there's a reason for that, which I'll get into with my next pick. But overall, Once Upon a Time is a great movie, like I mentioned. We spoke about, in one of our previous Keeping It Real episodes, they're thinking about doing a TV series. Quentin Tarantino's name is on it. This is definitely one I'm looking for, but absolutely the number three movie I'm rooting for here to win this award. Film of the Year for the Oscars, the Academy Award Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: All right. So that was JB's number three. I guess it's time for my number two. My number two, um, I I really, I battle back and forth between my number one and two and what I wanted to list here. But my number two is going to be Parasite. And that's not because it doesn't deserve to be number one. It's just because I personally like my number one better than this movie. But when you look at the fact that a foreign film has never um made or won best picture uh at least not to my knowledge um and when you i, I don't think that there's been a a deeper toad story in film uh the past year than parasite like it was just it's everything the tone set in like it's and for me i'm not the biggest fan of foreign films like the great ones yeah like uh you hear me and jb talk about Train to busan all the time but i think more important than that uh it's just the subtitles for me sometimes I have to really sit down and be engaged in the movie. And a lot of times when I watch movies, I'm up doing other things. I'm working on editing or something in podcasting, something creatively, a video or whatever, while I'm watching most of the movies that I watch. And with um, and that's not to say that they don't captivate me or whatever, but it's just just my process and what I do with foreign films. I really can't do this much because I, I have to sit there and and look at the subtitles, which isn't a thing. You know, you hear some people say subtitles as if it's an automatic negative thing. I'm just saying that with subtitled movies, for me to be, to love them as much as I do some of them, they, they are some of the most engaging, but this one was just different and it's a beautifully shot film and we haven't got a chance to review it yet i think we're gonna try to work it in at some point and do a review on it just because how much me and jb both do love parasite but uh, it's just I, i really really enjoy this film and if you haven't seen it i think you should definitely take time to check
2: it out but let's get into jb's number two all right so let's go ahead and get into my number two pick so as i just mentioned before my previous pick Leo is getting kind of snubbed out on the lead actor role, and you know to win that award. And the reason why is because of this next movie. I'm talking about Todd Phillips' Joker. Joaquin Phoenix has done an amazing, amazing job with this movie. His absolute best role. We have did a review on it. If you have not listened to it, please go ahead and check it out, Film Frequency Podcast. Um, but what can I say about this movie that we have not already said or that no one has said? It's an absolute masterpiece from beginning to end the amount of emotions the roller coaster ride that you're on watching this film it's it's great and Joaquin Phoenix as i said numerous times and I will continue to say absolute role of his life it was a great movie great 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 movie and that's why this is my number 2 pick i'm rooting very hard for this movie to win but not more than the number 1 pick but before i go to my number 1 pick I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to CEO Hayes. Let's see what he got for number two.
0: All right. So it's time for my number one. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast faithfully or just seeing anything that I talk about movies faithfully, you will know what's going to be my number one. And that is The Irishman. The Irishman was the best movie that I think I saw in 2019. Um, Just everything when you and you know, I'm, I'm one of the people who like how a movie gets made is almost sometimes as important to me as the movie itself. And when you hear the story of how long it took to get this movie um, behind the cameras and get someone to, to uh, a studio to get behind it. And then also the fact that Robert De Niro was so moved by the book that he just wanted to make this film. And Scorsese made it happen. And the cat, the cast, you're going to hear this cast talked about forever scorsese is somebody who i don't know anyone who would turn down a call from scorsese to be the movie we got joe pesci to come back in this we did a whole review on it so i'm not going to really go too deep into it because i think all my thoughts were 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 told very well there but it's just this story the acting everything that you want that i would want from a best picture nomination or winner is in this um some of the greatest actors of of our time uh one of the best directors of our time and it just came together in such a beautiful way yes the movie's three hours and i wonder if that's what's hurting it in some of these award shows is just the length of the movie and everything that was that was packed into this movie this easy movie could have easily been four hours if not longer they could have did like like four or five it could have been a, a mini where it's like five hours um cut up over 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 different releases easily could have did that and they had enough story to do it and and, you know, maybe ultimately that may have been a better way to do this. Uh, but it, I got to judge what's in front of me. It, it was a great and amazing film. And I, I just doesn't have many holes in it for me. Um, that's why it's my number one. But let's get into J.B.'s number
2: one. OK, and now it's time for my number one pick, my number one pick. So you're asking right now, well, J.B., Martin Scorsese is your favorite director. So obviously it's going to be the Irishman, correct? No, incorrect. Well, JB, I know, we know, you like horror films, you like mafia films, but right after those things, you love war films, so clearly, it's going to be 1917. While 1917 was a great movie, and the cinematography was amazing, no, that is not the number one movie I'm rooting for. The number one movie I'm rooting for, some may think this is out of left field, I don't believe so. We saw this movie win awards at the Golden Globes, we saw it win the big one at the Screen Actors Guild. And my number one pick that I'm rooting for and that I wholeheartedly believe should win is The Parasite. Parasite is such an amazing, amazing movie. And I know I've said that about all the movies that I'm rooting for, but that's why I'm rooting for them because I think they're amazing. But Parasite, I believe, is in a league of its own. Just the writing alone. The director, Bong Joon-ho, has done such an amazing job with this film. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I feel like I could go into a 20-minute rant on why this movie should win. But from all the performances, from the lead actors and actresses, the supporting actors and actresses, the actual concept, the story, the plots, the emotion, one twist after the next, the suspense, and the end. A lot of people I know kind of were heartbroken or didn't like the end. I absolutely love the end. There's that hope, and then there's that crushing of hope. But, I mean, I don't want to really get too much into the movie, but absolutely, come Sunday, Academy Awards, the Oscars, I'm going to be rooting so hard for this movie. It truly deserves to be number one. I mean, the amount of effort that it's been, and you know what? I think 2020 is a great year. The best film of the year for the Oscars, has. It has never been a foreign film to win, and I believe if there's ever going to be one, it's Parasite. I mean, it's there. I'm a huge fan of foreign films. Uh, I, we've mentioned many times on past episodes how much I love Trey to It's a Korean film such as this one. But hands down, this is not only my favorite foreign film of all time, but also my number one pick on who should win Best Picture of the Year for the Academy Awards 2020. All right. So that is
0: our um, thoughts on the Best Picture nominations in the Oscars this year. Um, let me know what you guys think. Go and go ahead and follow me at CEO Hayes, follow the podcast at the film bros pod and um, search the film frequency on Facebook to get into our discussion group. And let's have a talk about it. Like what other and, you know, you, the, you always will hear somebody say we're well, not always. But you know, when, when people say that something else should have been nominated, I always want when we have these discussions to say also what we're going to take off to nominate something in its place. Because we can, we can if we're just going to say what could have been nominated and have 20 th- things that could have been nominated, that's easy to do with these lists. Have to be whittled down. Um, but those are our top three. Um, yeah, just thank you for following us on this journey. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Shout out to the Hot Media Group. Um, shout out to the Burks Media. Uh, but yeah, shout out to everything and every, all of our supporters. So make sure you go ahead and follow us all on those given locations and send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. to at gmail.com. I am CEO Hayes, one of your hosts. And we will see you guys in a couple of days. Um, And and this is a two episode week So you'll be seeing us on Thursday Where we drop a full review I'll see you guys there Peace